Welcome to another episode of the Rent Stories podcast, where we talk to New Yorkers about renting in the city. Today's episode is unique. In our ongoing effort to change the rental landscape one renter at a time, we've gone and done something unprecedented. We've got a very, very special episode today and an even more special guest. But before I tell you more about him, I need you to understand why we did what we did. Our website launched March 2020, right when the pandemic was accelerating and things were the worst here in New York City. We knew that while spending all of their time at home, renters were figuring out what they liked and disliked about their apartments. Tenants started using our site to write more detailed reviews than ever before. Surprisingly, we saw more positive reviews with tenants and landlords working together to ease the burden and anxiety we're all feeling at home. But what we're most proud of is our free rent sweepstakes. We launched this campaign before the pandemic because it felt like a very relevant way to reward one lucky rental reviewer. Things changed quickly. We found that during the pandemic, there was a growing need for information and good news. We pivoted our blog to posting information about how to make it through quarantine. We researched and described the eviction bans, remediation for tenant harassment, and other critical issues. As our posts brought new reviewers to the site, we heard so many painful stories of struggle. Families forced to relocate in the midst of dire circumstances. Individuals struggling with loneliness and isolation. Women and children trapped in abusive environments, and tenants harassed by landlords. Even landlords came to us to tell us about loss and fear and uncertainty. The least we could do was dedicate a little time to researching and documenting ways to make it through these troubling moments. We also heard stories of hope, of citizens rising up with one voice, championing the humanity of all of giving and generosity of time and wealth, of heroism and steadfastness among health professionals and essential workers, of a movement to expose that our country had not evolved a place for our black brothers and sisters. This year has torn us down, and in the wreckage we struggled to rebuild with a dream of a more perfect union. It felt really good to randomly draw our winner last week and then discover this individual is as kind and deserving as we could ever hope and he represents the very best of what makes New York City special it's nice to have something work out in spite of everything today we are so proud to bring you the rent story of Ian Coulter Buford the first winner of our free rent contest. (laughs) You guys have made my week. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. uh, You just made company history for us. Uh, You know, we've been around for a short year. So we're really excited to talk to you today. So on today's episode, we really just want to get to know you. So let's start at the beginning. You moved to New York from Illinois. Why'd you do that? Yes. Um, why did I do that? Uh, because I came here to, uh, to pursue acting. I graduated from college and then I initially didn't even want to come to New York, but 
uh, a job brought me here, a tour. And uh, ever since then, I fell in love. And I, it's been eight years so far. So you are a, an actor, singer, multi-hyphenate, dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've the done whole... stage and television and all this stuff, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. So... Tell me, tell me what it's like being an artist in NYC. I mean, you've been here a little while, so you've had maybe the full experience of being an artist. And we're going to talk about how this current situation has changed things for artists in New York. But uh, just generally, what's what's it been like? How's your experience? Um, it's been a pretty uh, pretty steadfast for the most part. Um, of course, it has its ups and downs, and. You know, you're working and you're making great money one minute, but the next minute you're like, this is over. Okay, gotta find the next thing. But overall, being an artist is great here, obviously, because it's it's one of the meccas for artistry, um, New York is. And you meet so many amazing people and you build your network and it's, it's something just very magical. Like I said, I didn't even want to move here before, but after being here for, I think it was like seven months for a moment, I was like, this is where I want to be. This is, the city is something magical. Yeah, for sure. In, in being a stage performer and being in a you know, role that requires you to be in front of other people and be with other people and be on a film set sometimes, uh, I'm sure COVID has affected you uh, more than most. Uh, it's not like you can really easily work from home, right? That is very true. Um, initially it was devastating because all of my income, whether we call the, the side gigs, survival gigs or like side hustles, all of them involve multiple people or being in front of people or teaching of that sort. And so every, every, um, every sense of income was depleted for me. I didn't have anything coming in for a, almost a month. And of course, everyone's was struggling with unemployment and trying to, you know, get that to begin. And so that was really uh, scary. It was scary. Um, and I'm a pretty optimistic person, but this is something completely different. It definitely has tested me uh, in my strength. And um, they say New York is a very resilient. We are very, like, very strong and very, and very tough. And this has definitely been like a, a slowdown in a sense, but also no disrespect to obviously what's been going on and, and the, uh, the, the craziness of it all. But like, in a sense, it was kind of nice to slow down for most of my life. I've been going, 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 going. And this has been a moment to sit for a second and to explore other things that I am interested in besides the arts. And so, yeah, it, it was devastating at first, but we're slowly but surely starting to pick ourselves up um, day by day. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so Ian, when you first moved to New York, where, what location did you choose and why? I, when I first moved, I was in Washington Heights. And the reason I picked Washington Heights was because I literally, I didn't really have a big network here. I had maybe a couple people from college that were here. So I decided to live with one of my college mates and uh, stay with her for about, about a year almost. And it was interesting because I met, like I said, I, I, uh, I only visited New York prior to me moving here once. Uh, and that was like when I was 21 and I was like, this is it. <laughs> I, I literally got here and was like here for maybe a week. I was like, yep, this is it. I want to be here. And so like, that was kind of my only option in a sense. I didn't really, 
I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know the area. So she was like my only person to be like, I live here and it's great and I feel safe and there you go. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll sign on with you and we'll, we'll hop on. And so it was a pretty, a pretty good experience. Very chill. Yeah, no, that, that, that's great. I think a lot of times when people move to New York for the first time, you know, they're kind of looking at Upper East Side. There's certain like designated locations, but it's great to hear that you've explored a little bit. Like I'm born and raised here in the city. Okay. Uh, grew up in the Bronx. Um, hey. you know, I'm, I'm Hispanic <laughs> by nature. So like spent, you know, spent time in Washington Heights. So it's, it's great to see that, you know, your entry point into New York was like probably one of the most culturally, you know, cultural centric areas. Uh, yeah, I would definitely city. agree. Yeah. I definitely would agree. Um, just coming from where I'm from, Illinois, and it's very just black and white. I mean, of course, you have your, your sprinkle. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, this was like, oh, okay, Dominicans over here, Puerto Ricans <laughs> over here, okay. I, I was like, okay, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel grounded around these people. I don't, you know, I'm, okay, let's go. You know, it, that wasn't a, um, it wasn't a, it wasn't a distraction or it didn't deter me from living my life, which was, all, which is always the case when you're looking for an apartment. That's awesome. Would you say, I imagine you've lived in a couple different places since that first place. Uh, you probably moved around a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about um, your worst rental experience? Uh, we also want to hear your best so you can order it in like maybe that was your best one. And then, um, and again, you don't have to name names or anything, but uh, tell us about like when it was really good and when it was really bad. I'll, I'll start with the, the, you want the good news or the bad news first? Whatever order, you know, whatever is more like it, like emotional or dramatic, you know, <laughs> oh, we, we're, yeah. we're going for the story here, you know, so, <laughs> if you need drama. to build up to it. Yeah. Drama, drama. Exactly. Uh, okay. I'll start with the good one. Uh, the current apartment I'm in now, I live in Inwood now and I've been at this apartment going, uh, this next lease is going on my fifth year. And like I said, I, I mentioned to you earlier, like, I love this space. I love the area. I love, I love this area because it reminds me of home. Like I still get that kind of like suburban uh, feel, but still, it's still at the hustle and bustle of the city. And I work in the city proper. So like, it's nice to come home and it's a little bit more quieter, um, but it still has that hustle and bustle and the, and the culture and, and uh, the people around. I just, I, I, I love that. That brings me, brings me a little bit of joy uh, coming back home to uh, Inwood. Uh, so that was, it's, it's been great here. Uh, there've been some, some discrepancies, uh, in regards to, uh, management and like the landlord and things of that sort. I'm very big on communication when it comes to my landlord and I, and I'm, I map out everything in writing. I make sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. I highlight, I, I bold print, I italicize all that jazz. So once they knew my style, they were like, okay, we understand what you, I'm like, come on, get it, get it together. Um, but like, other than that, nothing minor, but, uh, or nothing major. Um, but my worst experience, I was living in Astoria, Queens, which I love Astoria. I actually really love Astoria. And here we are living life. Yeah. And my roommates and I were just like going about our business. And they gave us a letter and said, hey, we're going to evict you in 30 days. Oh. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And you know, like, it's kind of like with COVID, like an abrupt stop and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, like, hold on. Yeah. Like, okay, I mean, they they rightfully did it, you know, within, I think it was like a, like the 30 days, they told us mm-hmm. the appropriate amount of time, but like, I was like, okay, 
now I gotta now I gotta move like you know you start to spring into action because you're like okay cool so like you you have I think it was yeah 30 I think it was 30 days 30 days to move out um granted I kind of just moved here it was still about maybe like two or three years in so I didn't really have a lot of things but my roommate who had been at that apartment for I want to say like five years like so oh, he was no. devastated and he was like oh, what am God. I going to do it was a pretty, the lease, the, the, the rent was pretty, pretty okay as far as like uh, payment and price, but it was this old like 70s garage turned into a, <laughs> an apartment. Um, and like, is still, that classic Astoria? Is that, is that no, how it is? Come on. No, is that, <laughs> no. Is that what, is that what, at, how least it, from, <laughs> at least from what I understand, no. Um, so like the original tile and like these like, old cabinets and like things are like slightly askew and <laughs> so weird but uh the area was is the reason i love that area because most of my friends live there and astoria is astoria um but yeah so they evicted us and so they're like oh we're gonna tear this building down and build new apartments it took two years uh. after that eviction for them to actually build start building I sent like, pictures to my old roommates now to be like, oh hey, my God. hey guys, look, they haven't even done anything. And yeah, so um, they, they, the new ones are amazing and they look great and they're even more expensive. Yeah, that was, that was a horrible experience for me. I think in that, in that moment, um, obviously you, you, know, you deal with it and you figure out what to do next. But that specific moment was like, no. I mean, granted, I wasn't like all about the apartment. But uh, <laughs> but still, I mean, it no one like wants their home taken away from them. No one wants to right. get you don't ceremoniously want the rug ejected. Oh my no. gosh! Yeah. Oh my god! No. Um. So that was like that was probably the scariest moment for me. Yeah. So I, I want to uh, apologize on behalf of Astoria. I lived there for, <laughs> for 13 years. Uh, Nash was born and raised in Astoria. And, oh, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> sorry, to hear, sorry to hear that your worst experience happened there. Yeah, that's okay. I do love it. And, and I, I, I figure in my latter years that I would probably move back there. But uh, yeah, that was, that was like, what is going on? Mash, uh, I gotta ask Mash since since he was born there. You know, is that is that typical? Are you are you, uh, are you seeing that in your neighborhood? You go back, are you seeing people, uh, you know, retrofitting garages and and then and then cutting <laughs> cutting off leases early? Is that uh, is that typical behavior for for that part of Queens? Um, I haven't seen that, but what I will say is there's been a ton of construction and kind of you know revisiting old old buildings and and revamping them for, for the last like nine plus years it's been really heavy in this neighborhood so yeah i can see i can see landlords taking advantage of of you know maybe getting some some funding to revamp a building and then having to evict tenants to like increase rent yeah yeah i get it but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of you know it's kind of New York right like we expect to have crazy things happen to us here that are unexpected and I think this whole you know last three months has been a good example of how crazy things can really get and you know it's a little it's a little interesting because we're we're kind of over that curve like you said uh, before we started this that you uh, had gone away for a couple of months and now you're back in the city and I can feel like um, 
maybe back home uh, for, for a lot of us, uh, for, you know, if we came here from outside of New York, that those other places are the places that are New York in April right now, right? You know, they're feeling the, the pressure. They're like, it's the same conversation on Facebook that we were having uh, back in April. They're having the same things like, oh, we need to listen to the health experts. And it's like, why didn't you listen to us? Oh, now. When they have, yeah, <laughs> right? Now it's, uh, to it. you know, it's like, it, it's, um, it's cyclical, right? And it's, it's, I mean, it's unfortunate and it feels, uh, it feels bad to see it happening anywhere, anywhere else because it was so bad here. Um, but you, you left for a little while, Ian, and then you came back. Um, was it difficult to, to make that transfer, like move your life outside? And I mean, you were taking a break, but now you're back in. Uh, is it like a mental shift? Do you have to like recondition yourself to the New York mentality? Um, no, actually it was harder for me to go home and it was harder for me, especially with, like you said, people who don't grow up here and move here. Like when I went home, I didn't have a bedroom anymore. You know what I mean? And so uh, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, You've been turned into a to, sewing room or a gym or something. Well, it's, it's <laughs> another, it's a kid's room. It's another kid's room now. Uh, that is not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was, it was tough to get home because I was like, I don't feel comfortable. And I know that's so weird to say when you go home, but like, I was like, this doesn't feel like my home. I, I have a space in New York that I feel great in. I don't have, I, it's, I'm by myself. I'm not sharing a room with a 13 year old little cousin. Um, I am a grown man and I don't want to share a room with a 13 year old little boy. That, that makes sense. I can understand. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And, and just like, you know, just the way, the way that they now live their life and the routine that they live in, I don't, I'm not involved in that anymore. And so coming here, I have this route. So it was literally, it's so crazy. It's like juxtaposition because like the world is going crazy and I come back and I'm like, ah, I'm home. <laughs> and it's so weird to even kind of like think like that. But like, it, I was like, if I'm going to be in a space for a long period of time in quarantine, I want to be in my space. Um, and so, I, you know, you you've build up years finally getting it to where you want it to be and getting it de decorated how you want it to be and comfortable. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, going home was hard for me. Coming back was the easiest part. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that when we talk to people about what it's like to live in New York, they have this sense that, oh, it's only small spaces and you're going to be cramped and you've got roommates and it's it's weird. You know, you're high up in the sky. Don't you feel like you're <laughs> you're not grounded or you're like in, in some basement somewhere like. But this is the thing, like humans are resilient, right? Like we adjust. Yeah. And despite the fact that, you know, you came from right. another city, you were able to make your home here. And I feel like I, you know, I moved here a couple of years ago and I, I can't imagine living anywhere else now. It feels really weird to, yeah. to go out of this because I've completely renegotiated with myself what home should be and yeah. what like that experience should be like. And it's a, it's a fixed thing. You know, you like, you optimize your space for the like exact experience that you want to have. And then you don't need any more or less <laughs> than that. It's exactly what it is. And I, I feel like that, um, that's a, that's something that's kind of unique about New Yorkers. It's like, we, you know, we deal with so many uh, limitations in, in mm. what we can do. And, and then we get to uh, um, yeah. have all these experiences as a result of being here, but, um, and, you know, job opportunities and other things like that. But, you know, when we come home, it's like our cozy little spot. And I think, yeah, you know, it's, it's actually part of it's been kind of nice. I miss like, not being fearful of going outside. But 
Um, yes. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's, that's a weird thing. So, you know, speaking of your work, you know, you came here because maybe this is the center of the universe for your career. And it seems like we looked at your website, we saw your Instagram, you know, it's, oh, it's cool. fire. Like you, you seem to have some really cool experiences. So I want to talk about a couple of things that, uh, that we saw on there. So you were on an episode of, uh, of Amazon's Modern Love with, uh, yeah. with Anne Hathaway and Gary Carr. And uh, I, I watched that clip. So let, let me ask you, you, you were like an ensemble member. Was it typical ensemble life or did you get a chance to hang out with them, talk with them? Like, what no, was the we didn't necessarily get to talk with them, but we were in the scene together. Uh, we were for her uh, during Anne Hathaway. I don't want to, I guess I, am I doing spoilers? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, she, I think they had... put the whole episode out, right? Like, oh, great. Okay. Yeah. So like, just go watch it. If, if I spoil seasons, it for you, you'll Seasons be online. Yeah. But yeah, she has this like dreamlike state and and she kind of, in this specific dream, she's dreaming in like a musical state and we were her, we were her like dancers and ensembles in the grocery store. And so in her head, we're like these dancing like grocery store, I guess, shoppers. And she was on set and like she was there obviously, but like we didn't really get a chance to like, hey girl, let's go out to dinner. Cause we were all working at that time. And it was also like six o'clock in the freaking morning. And Brooklyn in the fall and it's cold and we're in the produce section and so like it's cold because of the produce section plus the fall weather plus being by the water in Brooklyn so <laughs> she didn't feel like it, it wasn't like a mean thing she was just being um she was just in the moment so we can get the take done so we don't have to be outside for long periods of time or inside for long periods of time but it was fun it, uh, I got to dance with people who I admire who've been on Broadway forever and and I got to work with a, a dream choreographer who I've been wanting to work with for a long time. And just to be, even just see her process and watch her do her thing and, you know, growing up watching her and and just seeing her do her thing was really uh, inspiring and really uh, it taught me a lot. <laughs> just to, it taught me a lot. And yeah, she's uh, amazing. Yeah, she's just amazing and, and yeah. doing her thing. And yeah, it was it was a really fun experience and something I will definitely cherish forever. And I think the, the the concept of the episode was really cool because we don't really get to see uh, inside the life of like bipolar people really on a mainstream setting. Um, so I thought that was really cool to just discuss yeah. that and how they try to date or try to, you know, uh, push through life. So, mm -hmm. and cause you know, if you're not, if you're not, you don't, you don't know. So it was really cool to experience that and watch yourself on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And like the fact that you get to tell powerful and important stories through your art is, you know, I think the reason why people are really attracted to the work that you do. Um, but, you know, as somebody who is expressing those things, I feel like it's something that a lot of people don't realize that it's not just uh, the excitement of being in front of other people and like showing off your talent and stuff like that. It's It's also the opportunity to tell stories in a way that, most people don't get to experience and and you have that flexibility of telling a lot of different kinds of stories do you feel like being in new york means that you get to tell more stories than you would if you were like in hollywood or if you were in you know some other you know central place for acting is it is it something about this city that we tell those kinds of unique stories or is it is that you know the direction of, of media today um i think well, initially, I am initially a stage actor. So that's the big reason, the biggest reason why I came to New York. 
And I think the, what's unique about New York and experiencing the arts is that you get to experience live theater and theater in front of you and that unique story being told in front of you. And um, that's why I fell in love with it because I can tell that story every single night. And it's the same framework, of course, but it's gonna be something, something maybe minute that's so different. And if somebody were to see the show every single night, they would see those little, you know, small minute things. But specifically in New York, I mean, you can tell the story anywhere nowadays, especially with media and with social media and streaming services. You can tell a story pretty much anywhere, but specifically about New York or specifically um, via New York, live theater for me yeah. is where it's at. Yeah. Uh, my One of my favorite things about moving to New York is the access to theater. And I, I miss it so much. And I, I really, I, I got to <laughs> say, I, I really appreciate the the Hamilton film that just came out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was really fortunate to see it uh, you know, when it was still, you know, they were still allowing audiences in, but yeah. um, I probably watched that three or four times now. Do you have a, a favorite Broadway musical or play that you would just watch over and over again if you had the chance? Yes. Like if, it, if Broadway opens up again tomorrow, what are you going to go see? Oh, you mean that's currently playing now? Or anything. No, no, we don't have to limit ourselves to I'll just give what's you, I'll, yeah. give you, I'll give you give, now. Give us both because I'm sure you have the opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I am in love with Ain't Too Proud, the Temptations musical. In love with it. And I, I love what, what, what it represents for me being a Black man, um, Black people in general the story of such a beloved group in American history and knowing, um, and of course we know like the framework and there's been a couple of films about them, but you get to see the, again, those minute details about their story that you may not be able to see anywhere else, but on Broadway or in the theater here in New York. And then I really, uh, well, there's one that really didn't really get a chance to flourish before COVID happened. I really want to see the Princess Diana musical so badly. Oh, um, yeah. They were in previews um, when 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 everything shut down. So I'm hoping and praying that they are able to sustain this and and push through uh, to actually have an opening and a life. But uh, I guess back in the day, I love Jelly's Last Jam. Uh, it was starring Gregory Hines. I want to say in like eighty in the eighties. And it's about uh, the jazz musician Jelly Roll Morton. And I want some, uh, Savion Glover was in it. Uh, Gregory Hines choreographed. Savion played younger Gregory Hines. And so many just uh, awesome Broadway vets. And I would say they were Broadway vets then too, but like even more now. But I love that show. I could literally, I could literally watch that show every day and I'd be <laughs> satisfied. Tapping, some I'm a, a tap dancer as well. So like tapping, just oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh man, multi talented. I uh, I grew up on Motown. My uh, my father is a huge huge Motown fan. So like listening to Temptations, The Four Tops, Supreme. I mean, all of that was like my childhood. Um, and uh, you know, I hopefully when things get better, I can take my father to. He would, would flip. He yeah. would love it. The choreography <laughs> alone is is amazing. Um, yeah, Sergio Trullo, um, he's not, he's an immigrant and he came over and did Broadway and then he became a choreographer and he just won a Tony Award for that musical. So like, like the, you have like the American dream attached to it now and yeah. just like, it's, 
it's pretty pretty awesome so when it does open up i definitely please let me know let me know what he thinks <laughs> will do i think he yeah. would really 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 love it will do awesome so ian let me let me just ask you you know you um you've been out of the city for a little while you're back uh i'm sure you're itching to get back to work what do you what are you working on right now what's um what's either like your personal project or professional project a paying gig or you know, investment gig that you might be doing. Uh, I see you got your microphone set up behind you. So um, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, you, I've, you're probably recording something, right? Uh, yeah, well, actually, I, um, this is the, today's the third anniversary of my EP that I released. Oh, uh, congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats. Uh, wow. Thanks, guys. Uh, so today I am celebrating that, which is awesome. Uh, and what I do at home, I'm not like a, a, a crazy uh i'm like i'm not an engineer i'm not a producer i do record in um where is it in soho um that's like my guy my my shout out to craig levy with a little pioneer cider house recording studio how to get that out um but i do i do my um just like thoughts thoughts and make, making sure everything's like set up at home and record here that way i don't have to waste time and money in the studio and then also i took i was like uh, I took a social, I was kind of taking a social media course, social media marketing course before this happened. And so then I just doubled up on classes and completed it because I had all of the time in the world. That's awesome. Um, so I got a social media marketing associate. And so wow. I, I love social media. You just keep and, winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was a trying time prior to, or Fair, just like, yeah. you know, there was a moment of like, not despair, but just like, what am I going to do? But then I was like, you know what? You have some opportunity to pick up another skill to, you know, not sit in despair. I mean, let yourself have that moment because this is new for everybody, but take advantage of it while you have the opportunity to. So I decided to take that on and, and hopefully I'm uh, working on a, a, a client's project now and helping her with her I can't say, but her project and using my social media marketing skills that I gained with that. So I'm really excited to kind of see what that might bring. Um, hopefully it'd be a nice little like side business, even once we kind of get back going, because even now I can still work remotely from home and do all the work I need to do here. I don't really need to go into an office. This is my yeah, I think you're looking at all of our offices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is my little like moment. Oh, my uh, office. Yeah, everything. yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are the things I'm working on. If you, I, I'm gonna go ahead and shout it out because I'm proud Please, of my uh, baby. Please promote, promote away. Give us your website. Give us your. <laughs> sure. you know, what, what's your hashtag? Your Instagram. Like, we want to hear yeah. it all. Right. This is your moment. Thank you. Um, so uh, the the EP is called Live Number Four Now. Live for Now, Ian Coulter Buford. It's on all music platforms, Spotify, all that jazz. So please go and check that out. The music video for Live for Now is out on YouTube. Uh, Live for Now, same spelling and my name. Um, I shot that in South Africa three, three years ago. So uh, that was great. And then Instagram is at Ian Coulter Buford as well. Facebook is at Ian Coulter Buford as well. Twitter at Ian Coulter Bu. I think I... My name is too long, so it's Ian Coulter Bu for <laughs> no D. So it's like V U F O R because they were like this is too long. You can't, which I don't understand that. That's my name, which I should be able to put the D in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <That> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of it right now. Um, I'm actually about to do um, 
a play reading for, I can't remember his name and I'm, I'm horrible for that, but I'm doing a play reading for this Nigerian playwright. Um, it's his 82nd birthday. And so I'm going on a Zoom like reading um, live in, I guess technically in Nigeria. I mean, obviously we're here, but it's for his birthday. So his, the, the Nigerian folks, fans will be uh, doing that. And it's uh, Bakai by Euripides. It's an old uh, Greek tragedy. And I'll be doing uh, a reading of that uh, Monday. So just trying to now, now that I'm finally up for being creative, because at first I was just like, I don't want to do anything. And that's okay. Because, yeah. and for people who are listening, if you don't feel like doing something, we are in a pandemic. <laughs> it is okay. Let, allow yourself some grace. Allow yourself to have that be moment. Be kind. Be kind yeah. to yourself. Right? Yeah. Be yeah. kind and have that moment for yourself. And then once you feel like really digging in, then go all the way. Go go for it. But yeah, now that I'm feeling creative, things are starting to, you know, friends are starting to reach out and things of that sort and saying, okay, I have this. Are you interested? And so I'm grateful for you guys. Oh my God. You have no idea. That helped me tremendously. And uh, grateful to just uh, be uh, sane. <laughs> in all of this yeah, yeah. and ground it in all of this well so, Ian it, it sounds like like many New Yorkers you are working hard and you are a great example of why this city is an amazing place thanks guys. you know in your uh, in your bio it says uh, you were voted high school uh, most likely to win a Grammy I hope uh, winning the rent city sweepstakes is uh, just the, the first step you know it's, it's, it's just the beginning of your journey to the Grammy uh, <laughs> thank you that's one more month right? I'm here one more yeah. month to be here so right I on. am eternally grateful thank you so much guys well it, thank it, you for being an amazing New Yorker and uh, thank you for writing your review on rentcity.co. Uh, I got to say, this has been a complete uh, joy to talk to you. Um, you're so interesting and um, oh, we're really excited, I think, to see what you do and what you make. And uh, when these plays and all that come up, please make sure that you uh, you send us a note, uh, hit us up for on sure. IG so that we can you know promote the fact that our winner is out uh, doing great things. And thank, uh, you thank you so much for coming on. This was, uh, this was really fun. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And again, thank you guys so much. You, you have been a blessing to me in this week alone. So thank you. Awesome. Absolutely. Inspiring story. Great, great to hear from you, Ian. Great to hear from you guys too. Thank you so Ian, much. This, is, this has been a year in the making for us, right? So the, the winner was just announced like, uh, I think a week ago, but we've been building the platform and marketing this for about a year. So mm. coming, you know, seeing this come to life now, has been, you know, very exciting for me. I'm sure. For I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Congratulations for on the on the, the year year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Rent Stories podcast. This was only our third episode and it was one for the ages. Ian really made our conversation special, so we encourage you to check out everything he's up to. Go to www.iancoulterbuford.com. We'll put that link in the show notes and you can find all his social media. If you're a director and you're looking for talent, you'll find it in him. Ian is the kind of person we dreamed about talking with on this series, and we've got a lot more in store for you. So please subscribe to the Rent Stories podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at rentcity.co for the best place to read and write reviews about New York City apartment rentals. <laughs>